Hey folks, in this episode of the podcast, Alistair and I are going to give our recommendations for gifts for photographers. This is Twitter. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Joining me today is my co-host, Mr. Alistair Jolly. And he and I are going to be speaking about gifts for photographers. And what can you give that photographer in your life that has everything or can get everything or you don't know what they want? Right. So all of us have those people in our lives. Some of us are those people, but we're going to help to hopefully diffuse that. But a little forewarning, this may be, let's call it um, budget damaging, because a lot of the things that we are going to talk about ain't cheap. As you can imagine, anything in the photography world is, well, most things are expensive. Alistair, you got a lot of stuff on your list, right? Are you, uh, well, before we dive into the list, are you excited this year? Are there things on your list that you're hoping jolly old St. Nick will bring down the chimney for you? Or do you have all that you need right now? I would say I have all that I need. I have most of what I need. Look, I'm one of those people you spoke about. I'm terrible to buy for uh, at this time of year. My, my family and friends hate it. The problem is I see lots of cool things throughout the year that I would love and that would help me, and I get them. <laughs> and then it yeah. gets to the holiday season and people are like, what do you need? I was like, oh, that would have been good, but I bought that already, and I have that, and I have this. So, um, But I have a lot of stuff on my desk. I have somewhat uh, taken my desk set up apart and disconnected stuff and, you know, put stuff where it shouldn't be just so that I can get them to hand for today to show you them. Um, I got some really cheap stuff, really inexpensive stuff. I don't have anything that's uber ridiculous. I've decided I'm not, I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to recommend cameras and lenses. That's... You know, you might, but I'm not. So I think passe. that's. I am not either. No, nope. No, it's it's hard. People come to me all the time, Frederick, all the time. Hey, Alistair, I'm thinking of getting into photography. You're, you know, you're in the photography world. What camera should I get? I, I don't know because yeah. we, you know, although we keep up to speed with all the new releases and stuff, there's just so much out there and how you're going to use your camera, what yeah. genre of photography you're going to do. It's so specific that it's hard to recommend cameras now, but. Um, it's an yeah, unanswerable question, right? That's like, that's like, uh, who should I marry, right? <laughs> or what car should I buy, right? The answer is it depends, and it depends on your individual circumstances and wants and the genre you're going to be shooting and, you know, your budget and even what your friends are shooting. Like, if, you, if you're part of a peer group that all shoot Nikon or most of them shoot Nikon, if you want to borrow lenses from them, you probably should consider, all things being equal, consider getting a Nikon. Same for Canon, Sony, et cetera. So that's it's one of them. And then, of course, budget is going to tell you what you should mm -hmm. buy. And then the genre that you've chosen to shoot in is going to dictate what you should buy, i.e. I'm doing street photography. So that requires a certain kind of lens or I'm going to shoot weddings or I'm going to shoot landscape or on and on. Wildlife, so, it, yeah. yeah, it's unanswerable. <laughs> it's an unanswerable yeah. question. But let's go. Let's go back to uh, who should you marry? That was an interesting little one you slipped in there. I like that. It's true. I actually, it's true. this is a complete a, a complete tangent. I had a conversation today with my wife. I'll let you know a wife about a song came on the radio and I said, "Oh, that's the woman I always wanted to marry." And 
my wife just started laughing like ah oh, that's that's ridiculous it never happened but yeah it was Lita Ford uh, was playing on the song and you know anybody that grew up in the the, the 80s 90s will know that uh, yeah Lita Ford yeah. was I always wish I could have married Lita Ford but I, <laughs> Sorry. I don't know I mean I, <laughs> can I get yeah. that for Christmas you have a great wife because I don't think that would have <laughs> flown in most households. <laughs> That's like I saying, just laughed in my it's face. It's like saying yeah. your your ex. Yeah, that was the one that got away. That was the love of my life. Hi, honey. Let's go to dinner. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was complete. Yeah, complete un- unattainable. So it was a kind of yeah safe conversation. Your celebrity <laughs> crush. It's a celebrity crush. My celebrity. Yeah. 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 I don't think I have a celebrity crush right now. To be honest with you, I know we're on a complete tangent, but. When I was growing up, we grew up in the same relative era, right? So my uh, when yep. I was growing up, my my crush was Janet Jackson, of course, you know, of course, Janet, yep. right? Uh, but I'm embar- I'm going to reveal this because I had this poster on my wall Ooh, as a teenage boy, and I I'm going to go out on a limb, sound off in the comments of this video or on the in the in the wherever, and tell me if you did not have this poster. It was. Heather Locklear, <laughs> Heather Locklear in that pink bikini, with, you know, with the finger in the street, you know, I, that was, that was on the wall and it was right next to my purple rain poster. So that was, that was it. Uh, you know, that was the definition of Frederick as a teenager, yeah. those two things. Right. So, so hey. I, I know the audience was not expecting all that information at the start <laughs> of the show, but it's, super it's the holidays. Okay, it's the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Let We're your giving, hair, giving away let your secrets. Yeah. Well, let's I start. Wish. Let's start. Let's. Yeah. I said hair singular. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, let's. Let's talk about gifts. I'm gonna let you start it off because you have some good okay. ones over there as well. So you kick uh, us off. What's your first? I'm, I'm. I'm trying to decide to go in like some kind of order of like most least inexpensive to to maybe most expensive. I think it's I might. Random, well, I might random. start that way. I might. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take the one that's that's closest to hand. Um, one of my big recommendations to everybody is silicon lens caps, Ooh. silicon lens covers. So these are just little pieces of rubber, kind of elasticated lens caps that can fit over the end of your camera. You can buy them in different sizes, and it fits really nicely. Let's see if I can point that over over the camera. Protects not just you know from dust getting on the lens, but can protect some of the. Uh, the movements, um, mm-hmm. some of the rings on the lenses as well. You can buy these in multiple packs. You know, a single one's maybe about six bucks. Um, the reason I started using it was specifically this lens. This is a, a Fujifilm lens that is a bit kind of range, you know, kind of rangefinder prime lens like in itself. That it has a a very small lens hood on it, but it's it's square. Mm-hmm. It's got a square aperture on the end of it, which is great. Looks really cool, looks quite retro, helps with, with flare, makes it impossible to put the lens cap on. The circular lens cap will not go in the square hole um, to put it on the camera. So that's that's okay. Fujifilm sends you a little rubber lens cap that goes over the rectangle on oh, the top. Nice. Nice. Which is cool. Except it look, it never stays on. <laughs> <laughs> Not so cool. <laughs> Not so cool. It's a great idea, but you know, well, when I first got it, yeah, it was pretty good. But after a little bit, you slightest slightest piece of contact comes off. So, don't use the the lens cap because I can't get it through the square hole without taking the lens hood off. This little cover's worthless now. 
So silicon, silicon lens cap. Uh, and I used it for this specific lens and I actually found it really good. Uh, adds a lot of protection, not just to the dust, you know, dust protection to the lens itself, but adds a nice little bit of extra protection to the side. So uh, nice little kind of stocking filler, nice little inexpensive thing if you, you know, you can buy these, as I say, in like packs of three or six to fit all different lenses and stuff. Um, yeah. Nice. And there's all different brands and you get them on Amazon and eBay and all those different places. So, yeah, Perfect. I would recommend Perfect. those. And and folks, we're going to list all these in the in the show notes for the episode. So don't worry about scribbling everything down with links over to whatever we're talking about. Um, so, mm-hmm. Alistair, speaking, speaking of stocking stuffers, my first one is... Uh, cheaper than your first one, I'm going to guess, <laughs> because, um, you know, we're switching, the the world is finally switching over to USB-C. Thank you, Apple, for finally getting on board with USB-C. Thank you, EU, for pushing Apple to, <laughs> to implement <laughs> USB-C. So, uh, so as a result, most of my devices are USB-C now. My phone is USB-C. My AirPods are USB-C. The case is um, cameras, drives, everything is ubiquitous USB-C. Tablets. Hallelujah. Yeah. Tablets, except for a couple of things, right? So my my AirPods Max are still Lightning. Um, I have an old pair of AirPods I keep in the car that are still Lightning, and a couple of other little doodads around that are they still have that Lightning port on them. So, what a great gift for photographers is this thing. And I'll put a close up in post of what this is. Um, but this is a it's an adapter, a USB C to Lightning. Stick yourself adapter. full screen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, let me do that. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Not you, me. Yeah. So this guy, go. it's gonna have trouble focusing on that. This my camera likes it's it's set to focus on faces, but here it is. So it's lightning on one side and then USB C on the other side. That's it. Very simple. Ooh. Boom. Right. And I keep one yep. of them by my desk because every now and then I use a that actually that phone back there on top of that display. That's an iPhone 12 that I use for B roll and. And it's basically a glorified webcam, right? But it's, of course, lightning. So when it dies, I need to plug it in and charge it or use it. If I want to use it as continuity camera or as a continuity camera, I have to plug it into the Mac because Wi-Fi is not that great for that. But um, you always find yourself needing one of these. So get your get the photographer in your life one of these or a set of these. I think I got a set of three. I think they come in three and six and I'm going to say under 20 bucks for this. And it's a lifesaver because otherwise you're buying new cables and all the things. And I would suggest going both directions. So get a a USB-C to lightning and a lightning to USB-C so that you have flexibility depending on your cable setup in your house and just throw them in the bag or keep them on your desk. And and it will hopefully get you through this era between USB-C ubiquity and the legacy lightning adapters. So... Yeah, and Alistair, you got a couple. You've got to have a couple of those laying around, right? The little, little. little I have, I have lots of adapters. I especially have. Let me see if I can pull some more of my desk apart. I also have a lot of USB A to USB C. Yeah, Mm because I still have a few things that are USB A, some switchers and stuff for when we're live streaming. Um, I have. Have all sorts of adapters, and yeah. I thought I had I thought I had all my angles covered, until the 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 most recent flight I went on. I flew out to Denver a few weeks ago, and I got caught out. 
I thought I had everything. I'd switched to USB, uh, iPhone 15, which yep. is USB-C. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had all the right cables in place. And then I realized that my, I, I still use Bose in-ear noise-canceling headphones, which still have a three and a half mil uh, jack on the end of them. Uh-huh. But I have I have the little white three and a half mil to lightning oh, connector. Oh, that little dongle thingy, yeah. And I forgot to get one to go to <laughs> USB C. So I couldn't yeah. I couldn't use my headphones. Um and then also I found that to charge my phone on the flight, I needed USB A to USB C. Yeah. Because the the air most of the airlines have USB A charging points, not USB C. So, yeah. still a couple little areas that you need dongles and adapters. And on that yeah. flight, I got caught out by not having the right one. And on that because flight, I just switched to the fifteen. Right on that flight, these dongles become the most valuable thing on the world. Right? Oh yeah, you could <laughs> trade them for you could trade them for a first class ticket. Uh, you know, people are like tearing their hair out on a a twelve hour flight with without their headphones. You know, yep. so, like, yep. they would so get, give their get first phone for one. <laughs> get yourself or yeah, exactly or the or the photographer in your life just a bunch of dongles, right? I'll list out a bunch a bunch in the in the notes, but just dongles or the the not even the dongles, the adapters just for this bridge yeah. period until it's going to be a while like cuz you mentioned like aircraft, right? It takes what, a decade for those things to kind of catch up to mainstream. So, yeah, we're going to be with these adapters for a while, so live with them and get them for your for your photographer friend. Or anybody else, for that matter. Anybody that uses technology, get, you know, it's a great stocking stuffer. All right, what's your, what's your next one? Uh, I just found one that it's not quite as cheaper than the last one, but oh. it's, not as, it's not as cheap as those dongles. So it might be that these are always cool, these little uh, accessory tools that you can take with you. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. These are, these are especially useful. The, the hex key, the Allen key section is always really useful for when you're traveling with tripods, um, you know, after after many years of use and abuse, tripod legs get loose, get a little shugly, uh, as we would say over here in Scotland, uh, a little a little uh, loose, uh, a little disconnected, and having that this to hand just to tighten up. Uh, this part here fits various different uh, bolt heads, uh, so you've got a few different sizes of these. But this, of course, is the most important one at the top. You know what that one's for, right? The, uh, bottle opener. Yeah. Bottle opener, yeah, that's the most <laughs> yeah. important one. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Yeah, uh, those are most, good. Most, uh, most brands make this specific one, this, uh, you know, from from a lot of the tripod companies and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I carry yeah. that about just to, to those legs. The... And that one, um, that, that one, that's that's basically replacing the little allen wrench that you get with tripods and all that right so it replaces the allen wrench and gives you kind of a knob to and of course the bottle opener so it's a multi-tool that should be in every photographer's bag for sure some tripod companies make it really simple to keep that allen wrench safe most of them don't like it's normally an accessory in the packet and it's the first thing you do is put it somewhere and it's it never travels with you having something like this in your camera bag uh can can be a lifesaver 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so we're moving up the chain. That was the that was mm. your second one. So my my next one is slightly more expensive, and uh, it's a little product that comes from a company called Belkin. And you guys know. So I mentioned that camera back there. What's holding that on top of that display is one of these right here. And I'll put it in post again. I'll put this full screen so you guys can see it. So what this is is a um, it's an adapter so that you can use a MagSafe compatible phone, i.e., an iPhone, on top of your laptop or just monitor like that. And these things are really well made. So basically, you clamp this on the it goes this way, so you put it on the top of your display. This moves back and forth, the actual part that holds the camera or the phone moves back and forth like that, so you can get it kind of as flush to the front of the screen as you want. And then it's really adjustable, so this is a dampened kind of arm here and a clamp that clamps on the back of the screen. Or actually, it clamps on the front of the screen here, and then this piece kind of pulls to the back and you adjust it as necessary. This is like a piece of kit that I'll probably have for, I don't know, 100 years or more. And the cool thing about it is I bought three of these. I bought one for, because I've, I've, my setup is basically two workstations. So I have this workstation, that one back there for like cerebral writing and all that. And then I keep one in the bag because there's a quarter 20 screw in on the back here. So you can put this on top of your tripod if you want to do mobile you know, recording on your phone or selfies or stuff like that with it. So, or just put it on top of the desk like this and it becomes a stand for your phone wherever you are. So tiny, it's heavy, made of, you know, metal, some kind of metal, I'm guessing aluminum or aluminum. Throw it in your bag and you're good to go. <laughs> I got this specifically, I got it specifically because I wanted to um, experiment and I still am experimenting with, is it possible to use a, an iPhone instead of this camera that I'm on right now to do live yeah. or, or shows like this? So I'm on a, I'm on a proper Panasonic Lumix uh, BG H1. Um, box camera, which is great. Love this camera, but it's big, it's bulky, and it's it's locked down to the camera to the desktop. It's on an arm. It's not flexible. Um, so I'm looking at does it make sense, and can I use just an iPhone to replace this guy? And what are the trade offs? Trade offs. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. First, I'll I'll tell you the first couple of experiments have been a fail because the. I like the depth of field. I like the definition mm -hmm. that this camera gives me, all the things. Maybe I'm spoiled, but I like that level of quality and the, the I don't know, the computational photography bokeh that you can get, you know, using Apple's stuff is just not yeah. there when it comes to looking seamless. It, it doesn't look horrible, but it's distracting. So people right. kind of look and say, is that background real? Look at the edge, you know. You don't want people looking for the flaws in your, in your, in your work. So um, still working on it, but this is from Belkin. I would suggest getting one or two of these, maybe two. Get one, throw it in your bag, and get another one and keep it next to your computer if you can do that. And uh, you won't be sorry. These, are, these solve a really real problem that was introduced when Apple introduced the capability for continuity camera. <laughs> and yeah. here's the bonus, the bonus for this. So Apple also uh, enabled Apple TVs to work with FaceTime now. So if you have a late right. model Apple TV, the it will work one. with FaceTime. But then the problem becomes, well, how do I get my phone on top of the television or in the living room? Boom, right here. This goes right on top of your TV, set your phone up there, everybody's happy. So yeah, so yep. check it out. Really good purchase. Very cool. Yeah. That is a cool one. Right. I like that. And Belkin's a great company, so they're always mm -hmm. making good, reliable stuff that just works. 
Yep, it just works. Right. I got another one for you. Um, this one is from uh, a company that many of you recognize, uh, a company called Anchor, mm. uh, and it's a power bank. I think it's almost impossible now to go on any kind of field trip or production trip or, or shoot without taking a power bank with you. We, you know, we have so many things now that need charged. And for, for years, Anchor has been my go-to when it comes to power banks. Um, and what I think is really important now is USB-C. So having power banks now that we can charge multiple devices from to USB-C, you know, this one's uh, 20,000 megaamp hours, so we'll charge, you know, your iPhone a dozen times. It will charge, um, you know, your iPads. It will charge, you know, a whole bunch of things. But what's really cool is now that it's USB-C, I know the cameras I use, my Fujifilm cameras, I can charge my cameras... I can charge my camera batteries in the camera via the USB connection. Mm, mm -hmm. So when I'm out traveling, I'm on, I'm on the field, um, you know, suddenly I now have a solution to charge my camera batteries in the wild um, using um, USB-C from a power bank into, into the camera. But of course, even better, you can buy a little USB-C charging docks now um, for... Uh, I can't reach it, but um, again, just a little USB-C. The one for the Fujifilm I have, it, is, it can charge two batteries at a time. Just plug it into that. and mm. Yeah, USB is solving so many solutions at the moment um, that I find it really good. But these, you know, these power banks, they're... They're about 50 bucks. You can spend 100 bucks on some of the latest ones, and they will charge your laptop. Um, you know, they're... 65 watt 200 watt capable power banks but they'll charge you they'll cost you hundreds of bucks you know something that's going to be able to charge your camera batteries charge your your tablet charge your phone multiple times somewhere around 50 bucks but make sure you get the high speed usb c capable ones because you know that uh that is the way the world is going um and i just noticed that on the back of this one is, is something else I should have recommended, but I don't have it to hand. I'm a sucker for labeling things. Uh, I have a labeler. That should be another, that's another gift that we should have. Uh, when I go on production, you know, I'll take dozens of batteries with me. I'll take items like this. I'll take um, a whole bunch of accessories, you know, dry, hard drives, um, lenses, lens caps, everything has, a little label on it, a yellow label that has my initials uh, and some kind of number um, so that when inevitably when you're on site or on production or on a shoot, someone says, oh, can I borrow this? Can I borrow that? Then you have a better chance of getting it back. So yeah, Absolutely. label is a, 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 a little additional one, but uh, I'm sure you must have a few power banks uh, in your I life. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a couple of those and like you say, uh, they're all anchor. I'm pretty sure anchor yeah. is a, is a go-to. And, um, I've, I, I try to keep depending, I have, I think I have three or four of those and I keep one in the car just in case, right. Mm -hmm. Just like for whatever. Cause I, I've found at least maybe three or four times in the past year I've needed one in the car and didn't have one. All right or stuff, something's dying and I need to get out of the car so I can't charge in the car, I need to be mobile, but uh, you know, my phone's about to die, yeah. boom, save the day, have that thing around. Um, but yeah, those, are, those are, are fantastic. One thing I saw 
earlier, actually a couple days ago, that I was like, oh, I want that. It was a it was a power bank, but it was configured so that it had enough. I I'm no electrician, you know, but it was configured so that you could jumpstart a car with it. But it also had right. USB A and USB C ports on it to charge. So it's basically purpose built to keep in the car in the with the emergency yep. kit in the car, which made Probably sense. So you're going to keep it, it in the car. Yeah, it, it actually did have flashlight on. Yeah, so it had yep. a flashlight on and everything. So that for the car, I'm looking at it. You know that to replace the one that's in the car with one like that, just you know, be done yeah. with it. it in these latest ones, the, the battery technology it holds its charge for a long time. So leaving it in yeah. the car, you're going to have some charge in there. The reason Frederick and I probably both buy anchors probably for the same reason. When you're dealing with battery technology, something that you're going to leave charging somewhere, I, I don't mess about with with cheap knockoffs and unknown brands. I want a, a brand that I trust when it comes to rechargeable, something that I may leave in my office charging overnight or whatever, you know, an anchor time after time after time has proven themselves to be uh, a trusty brand when it comes to battery technology. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they're rock solid and you're right. The the one thing, the one hole in my keep a power bank in the car plan is there's no way to know if it's or what the state of charge of that battery is cuz you don't want to like okay, I'm in an emergency situation, I really need that battery and then wah, wah, you know, it's dead also. Um it would be great. I don't know feasibility, but it would be great if there was some sort of um app to go with these things that would or some sort of messaging that would give you an alert to let you know when the battery dips below a certain level just to give you some kind of yeah. kick in the pants to to go those those would be good but they would take power they would take power it would to take do power it. That's, which that's the compromise you know? <laughs> yeah exactly damned if you do damned if you don't yeah. um well speaking of anchor my next one is this guy so have you seen these alistair Oh, the travel cube, right? The cube. I have, I have been looking at that. I haven't, I haven't. Oh, well, maybe that's one that can go on my list if anybody's listening. I haven't yeah. bitten the bullet on that one yet. But no, is oh. it good? I bought. Uh, I have three of these now. So, so this one for the folks for the uninitiated. Why do I have three? Right. So I've got one that sits on the bedroom nightstand, or actually on both bedroom nightstands, and then I have one uh, that sits in here in the office. And the reason I got them again, Apple, right? When Apple introduced the whole, uh, I forget what the name of the feature is, but the nightstand display. When you turn your phone horizontal, yep. when it's locked, it will go into that nightstand display. Perfect accessory for that because the way this works is, it's a cube, but it's a MagSafe. So you plug it in USB-C on the back. This is MagSafe, so you, magnetic. You can put your phone on top of it or whatever can charge through MagSafe can go on the top. But this is articulated up like that. So it sits on your desk. Your phone sits on the front. It's charging, looks good. Everybody's happy. But when you rotate it up, this surface back here is also MagSafe. So you can put things like AirPods on it right there. So now I'm charging my phone and my AirPods simultaneously from the same device. But wait, there's more. There's a hidden little drawer on the side here. You, it's spring-loaded, you press that, it pops out, and bada-boom, bada-bing, my watch now has a little perch for it to charge. So all three of the devices that I use, mostly during the day, are able to just be charged through this one little thing. And it's weighted. 
So I know obviously you can't tell on screen, but this has a good heft to it. So you're not dragging it around when you try to attach things to it and, and mm -hmm. unattach them. It's, it's heavy, it's weighted, it feels good in the hand. It feels like it's going to last for a while, right? It's got a little LED on the front to let you know that it is in fact plugged in, or I'm sorry, on the back here to let you know that it is plugged in when you plug it in and it's getting a charge or it's, current is running through it. And that's literally all there is to it. It's just a cube that has surfaces on it, MagSafe surfaces to charge your MagSafe devices, and uh, it works every time, all the time. And again, like that other Anchor device, or like the other, no, that was Belkin, that Belkin device that goes on top of your television or your display, this feels like it will outlast me if I don't take it outside and <laughs> run it over with a car, right? It is, it is a solid piece of kit that's gonna be around forever or at least as long, it'll, it'll last until the next one comes out that I need to buy. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I it's yeah, very it's tempting. great. You gotta I, get it. I have one. looked at it. it you gotta get yeah, one. They're I not cheap, though. I bought, <laughs> I bought um, a travel version of that by, mm. by another brand, which folds up, it's lightweight, folds up, you can do your phone. Um, but here's the interesting thing, it's so light that when you pick your phone up, <laughs> everything flies off with it yeah you know if you, you so you have to get in the habit of taking your watch off taking the the airpods off and, and then disconnecting the thing because you're paying you know you're paying the price of having it light for travel use but right. the the um the magsafe connector is so strong that you just literally yeah. lifts off that so was the brilliant I'll this one have to yeah. check that out what's the, the kind of price of point on that uh, this one, I got this from the Apple store, so, <laughs> you, you know, well, you it was, I, I paid probably, you know, $200 more than I should have. I want to say it was in, this was in the 150 range, 150, yep. 200. Um, so for what it is, like, if you look at it, if you look at the build of materials that it took to put this thing together, no, it's not $200 worth of stuff, but the quality and the way that this thing is assembled, I would buy it again, which I have, right? I may buy another one. Cause it's uh it's that good and it is it feels it feels like the perfect gift right for for anybody that uses any device that uses that technology where there's android or or ios it just feels like if you don't have this one it solves that problem especially if it's that person that has all those things right you have the phone you got the airpods you know you you got the watch and you got cables running all over the place on the nightstand and you're trying to figure it out it's leading to stress every night and sometimes things pop off and didn't charge so this thing solved all that it neatened up my entire nightstand now there's one cable coming into this thing and the ritual at the end of the night, sit on the edge of the bed, take off all of my, my Borg attachments and put them on the charger and put myself on the charger and, you know, wake up and do it all over again. So, yeah. Question so for I, you, uh, that, single cable that, that single cable that's going into it, yeah, is does that have to go into a, a power bank, uh, like a 20 watt power source on the wall or does it come with that? Or It comes with it. What's, it comes with it. It comes with it. Right. Yeah. Yep. It comes with it. So yeah, it's all set. You it comes with its own power adapter or power uh, box, and you just US two USB C or a cable that's USB C on both ends plugs into that thing, plugs into your your device, and throw your stuff on it. You're charging. It's great. And if you have an iPhone that's five, cool. the one thing that I'm not sure about this because you know that 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 MagSafe technology is actually key QI technology, right? So yeah. that uh, they just Wireless introduced charging. a new. 
Yeah, wireless charging. They just introduced a new version of that, which is version 2.0 or 2.1. I have to look it up. But if it, it allegedly charges much, much faster than the old version, which I'm sure this uses. So I'm guessing they will update this to that at some point in the future. But who knows, right? Because yeah. the, the ubiquity of the old one is is so deep. I don't know when they would do that. I wouldn't wait is the point. If you need one and you have someone in your life that needs one, just go ahead and grab it. You'll, and when the new yeah. one comes out, maybe grab that one and you'll just use both, right? So, But even even right. with that, that that existing speed, you know, sitting on your nightstand overnight, it's it's not a problem. Like there's no, right. there's no not issue. Yeah. I've, no since issue. I got those things, not at all. Like, you, like I said, you get into that routine, you throw your stuff on the charger and you wake up you put it back on everything's 100 percent. you know it's just it just works i feel like it should be it should be like an apple product to be honest with you and it feels very apple in its construction like it feels well made not that everything apple makes is well made but of the well-made things that apple makes it feels like it's they had that attention to detail even even you know going like you mentioned the weight and when you the the user experience of taking your devices off of this you know and fighting with the magsafe it feels like they've loaded this thing with like lead up to right here because <laughs> it's <laughs> it's heavy it's dense there's some mass here so yeah it's great it's not a toy it's not one of those cheap nice little I've, I've bought a bunch of those cheap amazon ones that oh, yeah. are that yeah. yeah and they all fall apart this is not that it's the real deal so yeah Nice. Always nice right. to have a little something solid and heavy beside your bed at night. You just never know. Yep. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You mentioned um, you mentioned AirPods there yep. for a few times. My next thing is also a pod, uh, but it is the the aptly named uh, Platypod. Um, yeah. Platypod um, tripod replacement type thing. That's not the tagline they use but um many many years ago i was very fortunate to meet larry who makes uh platypod at a trade show and he showed me showcased me this little plate that is a very minimal travel tripod and i was like i don't get it i don't understand it's just a plate how can it be a tripod well i started carrying this with me everywhere i went and i cannot tell you how many times this has got me out of scrape on a production or a shoot where I have to attach my camera to something and there's nothing suitable. Uh, tripod's too tall, too high, too too awkward. Uh, with this little thing, I got a little ball head that goes on the top, on, the, on mm -hmm. the thread, on the top. And then I can just sit this on the ground if I wanted to just level and use the, the ball head to, to level off. It comes with little uh, spiky feet. Let's see if I can do this so the camera can see it. Comes with little spiky feet so I can put this on uneven ground and level it up using the spiky feet. Um, one of the th one of the ways I use it more often than not is it comes with this uh, Velcro, Velcro strap. Uh, other, other fastening names are available, but we'll call it Velcro for now. Um, th this, this strap's long enough that it can go around a tree, po a tree. It can go around a fence post, um, and what it does is it weaves itself into into the platypod, like so, very simply. And then you wrap that around a tree, and suddenly you have a ball head fixed to something. Um, nice. yeah. Wrap it around a fence post. I've strapped this to the pack of of pickups. Um, I've sat it on the roofs of vehicles, um, and and it weighs nothing. You know, it's it's machined. 
aluminium or aluminum, <laughs> depending on where where you're sitting. Um, yeah, it's machined aluminium, super light. This slips just into like the 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 water pocket of your camera bag or any any little you know spare pocket that you have um even in the back of your jeans it's super light this is the small one this is the ultra they do a slightly bigger one um the the these ones are a few years old now and i mean it looks immaculate it looks like i haven't used it it's it's bomb proof it's really really solid um if you wanted to fix it permanently to somewhere you can literally just you know, put screw it to a fence post or fix it to concrete, whatever. It's got thick, you know, areas that you can do that uh, on it. Um, the latest, greatest version of the Platypod has these little spike feet permanently attached to it and they are able to fold. They kind of rotate backwards and fold flat so yeah. you don't have to screw them through it. Um, cool little device. I mean, the Ultra, I think, is about 90 bucks, come, including, you know, it comes with the feet and, and the straps. Um, the bigger one, I think, is called the Max. It's slightly bigger if, you've, if you're carrying, you know, maybe a bigger lenses or that type of stuff. But if you want to shoot low, if you want to shoot in awkward places, um, yeah, this is this is a great little device, and I was I, I was not convinced when I first saw it. I just I, I didn't get it. It's like well, it's just a yeah. flat it's like piece, a piece of metal. metal. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a piece of metal. It's just going to hold my why why you know it's like holding my sitting my camera on the ground. Yes, it is, but you can adjust the ball head and you can adjust the the, the camera angle. Um, yeah, check them out. Platypod, great little device, pretty inexpensive. And it's the sort of thing on a, a production when you're not sure where you're going to be shooting, what conditions you're going to be shooting in. A tripod isn't always the the, the perfect solution. And, and more often than not, I find platypod digs us out a hole. You literally could dig a hole with this thing, actually. It's, it, feels, <laughs> you could, it feels... You could save your life one day, feel, right? It's like military grade, right? You know? Yeah, it is. You know, I had the opportunity to have Larry on the show a couple of times over the years um, as he talks yeah. about the, the, the different releases of that thing. And I was in the same boat as you. When I saw it, I was like, okay, look at this thing. It's a it's a cure in search of a disease that no one has, right? Yeah. That's That's literally what I thought. But then talking to Larry about the process and the problem that he was trying to solve and how he solved it and the passion that he put into, you know, he and the team put into to making that thing. It's it, it does solve. A, it's it's almost like a it's a product that solves problems that you didn't know you had. In, or in other words, it gives you abilities to do things that you couldn't do before that you never even considered. For example, getting those low angle shots that are impossibly low, you know, that are stabilized with like a car driving over the camera, right? How do you do that, yeah. right? And, and, and get the shot. Or like you said, impossible angles, like strapping it to a tree or to the front of a ship or something like that, you know, being safe, yeah. of course, but all these impossible places where you just didn't think that you could do it. But once you get one, you're like, oh, I could put my camera over there if I wanted to, you know, and just go to town. Beyond the, the tripod. Beyond the tripod. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. One of the tricks that I've learned over the six, seven years that I've, I've had one is to remember that you have it. Because, yeah. like you say, sometimes you'll be standing there for a while like, ah, just this doesn't work. If only I had, like, oh, I do have a thing. You, you have to remember to use it as part of your problem solving because it's so easy just to stick in a, in a in a bag and forget that you actually have it and it's i've found ourselves on you know, on location a few times you know trying to work out an angle for a shot or trying to find out how to 
to attach something to maybe a crossbar of a a bike rack system on top of a, a vehicle or something thinking ah, just nothing's going to work oh hang on i forgot i had this thing so got to remember that you have it <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the trick right this is good man i love these kind of picks because they're like they're not things that people would have thought about maybe necessarily on their own but once you see them you're like oh yeah of course and i yeah i'll get one of those and you just go order it and get it i mean as we when we release this show we're just about two weeks away from christmas so Still got time to order to get it get it in time yeah. for Christmas. Um, so I have a I have a couple more things. You are you good on, you good on time? You got a couple more things to share, or are we good? Oh, I got I got I, I can pull my desk apart all all night long here. So <laughs> yeah, like, here's another piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so a friend of mine, Troy Miller, uh, sent me this text the other like actually several weeks ago, and he's like, "Oh, have you seen these bags that Peak Design just put out?" And I was like, "Ugh." Another Peak Design bag. I love their bags, but I'm like, you know, I have all of them. You know, I feel like I'm like, what could they possibly put out that I would want? You know, beyond what I already have. But turns out that's they, a, that's they an did expensive it. phrase. That's an expensive <laughs> phrase when someone says, "Have you seen what Peak Designs just released?" You just know it's going to yeah. cost you money. Yeah, just pull your card out. Just pull your I'm credit card out. <laughs> yeah, you pull it out. Yeah, you're going to get it. So what I ended up getting was this guy. So this, this is the Peak Design Travel Duffel 35-liter bag, 35L. And it is just a, it looks like it's just a simple cavernous duffel bag, right? And that's basically what it is with a few little tricks in there, little Peak Design tricks. Like there are different magnets around the bag that make things kind of snap together. It's got inside pockets here. Of course, there'll be B-roll here that shows all this stuff. Um, but inside pockets here that that uh, that are waterproof. So if you want to put things that need to be either protected from getting wet or they are wet and you need them not to get other things wet, they can go in there. Um, it's got outside pockets here. It's got a pocket specifically built for your IDs. I believe that is RFID resistant. Uh, it is made of that same Peak Design stuff that you're familiar with, like this super tough ballistic nylon plastic carbon fiber hybrid whatever this stuff is but it feels like you can't you wouldn't be able to puncture it if you tried but but it's great so these handles come off they even say you can use it as a backpack i haven't tried that yet but you can wear it as a backpack if you want to configure it that way and uh it's great so the reason i got it i got that one and then there's a 65l version 65 liter version of it you know or 65l is it liter um, but it is a, uh, the 65 is obviously bigger. They are designed in proportion to fit Peak Design's cube system. So Peak Design has this, as Frederick disappears off camera, um, Peak Design has this system of cubes like this. This is one of them. This is my, my toiletry case, right, from Peak Design. So it goes in there. So whatever Peak Design bag I'm taking or whatever trip that I'm kind of loading out for, configuring, I can throw whatever I need in it because they're in these cubes. So I have this one for toiletries. So it goes in, you know, if I'm going on a shorter trip, it'll go in the duffel um, or it can go in a camera bag or in my luggage or whatever. But being able to have everything segmented out is it's kind of awesome because you have all your toiletries in one thing. You can have, they have other kinds of bags for clothing, like this one, for example. This one is their, this is a packing cube 7L and it's expandable. So in this little bag, you'd be surprised at how much 
stuff you can get in it. But once you get everything packed, they neatly fit inside of whatever case that you need to bring on that trip, which is makes the, the whole packing thing much easier. Because I don't know about you, but when I pack, the bed is the staging area. I'm like, okay, I need to bring this many socks. This means this many underwear. I need pants. Oh, it's going to be cold at night. I need to go out. So I need to bring a jacket. You know, so I'm doing all the things. And then it all goes into luggage. This way, most of that's done already. Like, if you're the person that waits to the last minute and you're like, oh, I got to get my toiletries together. And you just grab stuff off the sink and throw it in a bag and you always forget something. What I do is that bag always stays packed. And after every trip, I go through it real quick to make sure that I replenish and reset it for the next trip. And then I don't touch anything in there. So when I need to travel, I just throw that in there and I know I have everything I need. And with this Peak Design system, it all just kind of goes in. So I have, the, I have a number of Peak Design bags. I don't have time to go through all of them. But the ones that I mainly use daily are the, the Everyday Messenger. Well, no, not the Everyday Messenger, the Everyday Backpack. Uh, is what I use, the, the smaller or the, the regular sized one, which is great for, you know, a camera, a couple lenses, the, all the things that go along with that, an iPad, all that. That can go in the bag. Longer trips, I have their travel bag, which is gigantic and also designed for the cube system. So now using the cubes in a larger bag, I can have my um, lenses, my camera, my drone kit can easily just get thrown in there because it's all in one little kit. So I don't have to, oh, what did I put the, where did I put the charger and the extra propellers and all these things? They're all in one little cube. And if I need to do drone stuff, I just take that cube and throw it in the bag and go, right? So really easy and really cool. You know, the, the Peak Design system, it, it's not for everyone, obviously, right? It appeals to certain people that, that, that like a certain level of organization. I have certain friends that are just like, dude, I just throw everything in my bag. I don't care. I don't even use lens caps. I'm not that guy. I'm like, <laughs> I am the guy, like, I pay a lot of money for that lens. I'm putting it in a bag or something, and it goes in the case. But, yeah, so check that out. The, the duffel bag in particular I was surprised by because it was, it was one of my first sight unseen purchases of a bag because I saw it, and I knew Peak Design's quality. I know the folks over at Peak Design, so I trust them. Um, but And I needed a duffel specifically for trips uh, with like uh, with when we go out for gymnastics meets or things like that, they're usually around the Bay Area, but sometimes they start really early in the morning, which means we need to make an overnight thing and go out the night before. I don't want to bring my little my my carry on roller bag with me. It just is too much. A duffel bag with a couple clothes in there and your toiletries, you're good to go. And for me, I'm a jean and t-shirt guy. So it's like the, the toiletry bag, a pair of jeans, some underwear, a t-shirt. I'm dialed in. I'm good. I could last for days, you know, of course, washing occasionally. But I could, <laughs> I could last indefinitely with just that loadout. So, yeah, go check that out. Go check out the, those yeah. those Peak Design bags. Good the stuff. duffel. Yeah. yeah, the big one and the little duffel are pretty slick. Yeah. I mean, full, full disclosure, I'm fortunate to be friends with, with Peter Daring, who started mm -hmm. Peak Design. And yeah. I have all their gear. Like, I'm a sucker for, you know, their gear whenever, whenever they launch something. But here's a little user tip for you. You mentioned mm -hmm. the packing cube is expandable. Yeah, right? Because mm -hmm. it has that zip that makes it bigger. Yep. That's actually the wrong way around. It's not expandable. It's compressible. So what you want to do is pack all your T-shirts and all your stuff in it till you can just close it, 
and then squash it down and zip it closed, that zip that expandable bit closed, and suddenly all your t-shirts are half the volume. Oh. It's it's a compression it's a compression zip, not an expansion zip. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, I was thinking of it the opposite. That makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So fill it with t-shirts and then and then pack them down half size by using the zip to squeeze them down. I love it. I love it. Cool. <laughs> All right, let's do a couple more. What else you got? Couple more. Like I'm going to hold something up here, and I think you also have something similar to hold up. So shall we? Shall we see if we can see if we're clever enough? Do do split okay, screen let's... and see if we're clever enough both to hold up a similar kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. an ssd drive go. right yeah. yes so frederick and i are both going to recommend that a little cool little thing to buy a photographer is a solid state drive this one's uh, a samsung t7 uh i think they're called uh this mm -hmm. one's probably a two terabyte yeah two terabyte one um this one hasn't been on out on the field yet this one's brand new because it has no label on it so this one will get labeled the next thing when it when it gets formatted <laughs> and ready to use um the form factor is one of the things. So, of course, all the benefits of SSD, right? No moving parts, you know, pretty rugged, pretty dustproof. Um, I've mentioned before on the show that, you know, I was shooting a lot of content on the iPhone 15 recently uh, while I was on a road trip across the US. Uh, and with the iPhone, iPhone 15 Pros being uh, USB-C compatible, we can now record video content uh, in Apple ProRes and log on the iPhone, which is incredible in itself, but it, mm -hmm. it's a huge file. So the ability to offload it straight to SSD is fantastic. So USB-C from a phone straight into an SSD, suddenly you have off uh, on your off-site storage of your iPhone. Um, yeah, and these things are small enough that you can Velcro them or tape them to back of your laptop, side of your 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 phone um yeah the form factor I, I love this one this one also fits into a little clamp that i have at the bottom of my gimbal for my video work mm -hmm. uh so when i'm using my little dji gimbals and stuff i can have this on the bottom using the the iphone uh through a USB-C cable uh to record to these um so yeah i'd highly recommend if you're looking for a last minute gift uh, a little solid state drive, uh, but get a USB-C one. Make sure you get USB-C to, to power it and to, to offload from all the devices we have. This one, two terabyte, I think it's about 145 bucks. Uh, interested to see what one you have there. I think I know what it is. It looks yeah, like an this, OWC one. Yeah, this one is the OWC, you're not gonna be able to see it, the OWC Electron. And what I like about this drive, this is um, USB 3.2, USB-C 3.2, um, or the USB-C 3.2 standard, 10 gigabytes, gigabits per second. This thing uh, is, it's hard to explain. So if you have a Apple TV, one of the later model Apple TVs, and you have that remote, that kind of aluminum remote. This feels like it's from that same family, right? It's made out of that same, you know, it has that same feel to it. It feels like it was milled out of a single block of metal, right? Just boom, and then the drive mechanics inside. As a result, I feel like I could skip this across a lake or throw it across the street, go pick it up, plug it in and mount it. I'm, I'm not gonna do that, but it feels like I could. Um, and to your point, Alistair, the size of this thing is what got me. Again, two terabytes. I mean, God, two terabytes. And look how tiny this is, right? So 
right there. This is iPhone 15 Pro Max. So, boom, fits right there or like that. You're good to go. I know some people are making cases now. Some some companies are making cases that that are accommodating for smaller size drives for the phone because now you can like like Alistair's saying you can offload ProRes over directly to an SSD that's attached to the USB-C port. Um, so this drive makes sense for that, or a lot of drives do, but this one specifically, because it's so tiny, look at that. Look at that, it just fits. I mean, I know I have gigantic hands, but you know. <laughs> but but uh, no, it's, this is awesome. So I would, I would highly recommend this, and I've done, you know, you'll, I'll, I'll post some of the specs in the, the show notes on both of these drives, but this one, I've done full TWIP episode recordings, edits, Final Cut Pro, all the things directly from this with no issue at all. It's just, it's just brilliant. And it's tiny, goes in the bag, the camera bag, and you're good to go. Alistair, you remember, you remember how big drives used to be? If we can take a walk down memory lane for like a, a one terabyte spinning platter drive right that you've seen just, you, just you must everybody must have either. seen everybody must have seen the picture of like a, you know it's like a 500 meg hard drive on a forklift going into the back of a a cargo airplane you know kind of thing yeah. that that type of size you know the size of a small room and yeah you know you can get four terabytes of these little these little ones you know just yeah incredible, incredible. yeah probably no, more than four terabyte now yeah. um yeah, yeah i mean you're shooting shooting in ProRes or 4K or whatever, or just, you know, on on assignment out of, you know, off the grid for, for many, many days, weeks at a time, then these little SS, rugged SSDs are invaluable now. Great presence. Yeah. Yep, very good. And we're gonna, we're, we'll do one more pick because we're, we're coming right up to the end yep. of this one. But um, we're gonna do another episode um, after this one that will be the reverse. So these were, the, this episode was intended to be gifts for photographers, and the next one will be gifts for photographers to give. So if you're a photographer and you're like, ugh, my, my brain has been all about this photography and AI and all this stuff for the I don't know what to get anybody, boom, you know, we're, gonna, we're gonna give you a bunch of suggestions of what to get. Not that any of the things that we mentioned in this episode wouldn't be good for non-photographers, but this next one is gonna be specifically for the non-photographers. And I may have to take a trip to, to Costco to look around <laughs> to, see, <laughs> to see what to give. I'm not kidding though, Everybody's you know Costco, Costco, uh, I, haven't, I have a Costco card and it expired like five years ago, so I need to go renew it because I haven't been in there. But uh, apparently they have some pretty good stuff in there, you know, especially for, for gift giving and, you know, non-techie type stuff, which is kind of my theme of this year is non, not so much techie techie stuff like, or photographer, for, like you mentioned at the beginning, cameras and lenses and computers and tablets and, you know, all those things. But the other things that go around those that make those work that will probably outlast the tech, right? Because they're not they're they're more tools than tech. So, mm. but you want to go? You want to go next and give us your, your okay, final. Got, my final, my final one might, might actually be my favorite one, and it is the one that literally sits in front of me all day, every day. And I had to I had to climb under the table earlier to <laughs> to unhook all the unhook all the wires and stuff. Um, yeah, this this might be the most expensive one of the day, but this is my. Oh. Loop Deck Plus. This, this is the most 
invaluable tool on my desk. This um, is a control surface that helps me edit my photographs. Um, this is not a new tool by any means. Loop Deck has been around for a good number of years now. Um, this is the second version of the Loop Deck, but this specific one I use for my still photography. It connects to uh, you know my my editing tools uh, and allows me to um, have kind of manual, you know, analog control, if you like, over the adjustments I make. So rather than going in with a mouse and moving all the sliders in your editing app, you can assign, uh, or in fact, with the, what Loop Deck does really well is it pre-assigns those. So when you plug this in and you open Capture One, you open Lightroom, whatever, it these these buttons are all mapped to the tools within those platforms so i can adjust um you know my contrast just by dialing in the right amount of contrast my exposure of course you can remap all these um there are also buttons as well as dials um, we've got um all sorts of control surfaces lots of programmable buttons so you can do lots of hotkey switching lots of um, sort of micros by assigning to these buttons. Um, I just love it. I, I, it. There's a bit of a learning curve, obviously, to get the, the muscle memory to, to remember what you're adjusting and, and where it is. But having lived with this for a number of years now, I can edit images way faster than I ever could uh, using a mouse and adjusting the sliders. But what I also love is... I can adjust multiple things at once just without moving my hand away. You know, I can adjust contrast. I can add a bit of vignette. I can, you know, dial down the highlights. Uh, I can do that all at once. Like the, the interesting thing about a lot of these editing programs is we think one, you have to move one slider at a time. You, you can move multiple of them. It's just, it's not possible with a mouse. Um, so you could be adding a bit of contrast while you're also touching up, you know, dialing down or up the, the brightness or the highlights uh, simultaneously, um, which I find really interesting. As I say, yeah. it's been on my desk for many, many years. Um, I haven't found anything to beat it yet when it comes to editing still photography. Um, it's I think I, I checked earlier, it's on offer just now. It's about 230 bucks US um, on an offer at the moment. So it's not inexpensive, but if you edit, you know, repeatedly every day uh, in the stills world, I find this invaluable. Um, I also have its big brother. I hate to oh, see, let it. Me see it. Um, let me see it. I also have the, the Loop Deck oh. CT, um, which is an incredible programmable surface. I, I prefer, I know, I prefer the Loop Deck Plus for editing my still images. Whenever I'm doing video, uh, and I need jog wheels, and I need programmable, touchable surfaces, uh, I switch to the CT uh, for video and for audio. If I'm doing, if I'm editing a podcast in audition, if I'm editing uh, some video work, I'll switch to the CT for that. Um, this is, as, this is as useful, you know, as useful in the audio music world as it is in the the, the visual world of, of uh, premiere or or uh, photography. But talking about pure photography, I still prefer the Loop Deck Plus, the little brother. Uh, I, I just prefer them all the different dials on that one for, for photography. I, as I, I told you before we started recording this, I've been lusting after that 
all, basically all of those, but specifically the the Loop Deck Plus, the I think it was, or there's the CT Which, one what, with the buttons. On it? This one, that one, this yeah, one's one. this one's a CT. This is this is on offer at the moment. It's five hundred bucks. It's a big, you know, it's a big expense. If you don't do a right. lot of editing within multiple programs, if you're just a Lightroom person or a Capture One person, the Loop Deck Plus is 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 perfect but if you use the entire creative suite if you're into audition you're into uh premiere pro you're into um you know all all sorts of music uh uh dawes type stuff the ct is is pretty amazing uh, pretty amazing yeah. piece of technology yeah one of those will be had uh, eventually, <laughs> it's just you know we were talking. My my desk uh, is purposely not gigantic because I don't like a lot of stuff on my desk, you know. So when I do introduce something into my de on into the work surface, it has to really pull its weight. And that one, I feel like you know, am I gonna use it? So if I do get it, and especially at that price point, if I do get it, mm. I need to really lean into it and you know yeah. embrace it and not just look at it as a pretty piece of tech on the desk. So, all right, uh, my final. What's your final one? Let's see. It. I have two. I have two. I have one physical one and one non-physical. So the physical one is not new, but you may not have it yet. And it's from a friend of mine. Um, his name is Joe McNally. And he wrote this book. Oh, Joe. Yeah, called The Real Deal. The he Real Deal. Field Notes from the Life of a Working Photographer by Joe McNally. Get this book if you, I mean, if you know who Joe McNally is, I don't need to say anything else. Just go get this book, right? If you, if you don't know who Joe McNally is, um, he is the real deal, literally. He is a photographer that has walked the walk, got the scars, got the, got the bad back and all that that comes from being a real working commercial and news gather you know just the real photographer that understands more about light and probably has forgotten more about light than we will know right, right. He's just that guy that can look at a scene and say oh yeah yeah f16 f60 you know whatever he's that he's that guy and his work i would credit joe for spending a lot of my money over the years mainly on speed lights <laughs> but oh, yeah. but i've had Especially i've had him on the show gear. yeah nikon gear maybe that's joe and the air force are the main reasons that i shoot nikon but uh joe is he's one of those people that has the weird ability to teach a complex subject and make it feel approachable even even coming from someone with as many accolades and re industry respect as Joe McNally has, when you listen to him talk or when you have a conversation with him, and I'll link to some of the, the interviews I've done with him, but when you, when you speak with him, it, you feel like you're just, you know, chatting with a friend or an uncle or, you know, someone who just likes photography as much as you do. And it, it comes off that way, only with this golden thread of... I am amazing at photography. <laughs> running through yeah. it. Thread so, of pure excellence. <laughs> yeah, it was the, you know, with the thread of excellence in there. So yeah, definitely check that out. It's called the Real Deal: Field Notes from the Life of a Working Photographer by Joe McNally. Yeah, the Real Deal. So check that check that out. The other one oh. that I want to throw out there is. And I'll, again, put some B-roll in there for this one. But it's a, a site that you may have heard of called Masterclass at masterclass.com. 
and I was gifted a subscription to Masterclass a, a year or so ago, and I'd seen their ads. I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. I don't more. You know, I've got YouTube. We got you know any number of streaming services. I got books. I got all the things. Do I really need more education? But I got I got gifted it right because they have this this whole thing where you can gift a subscription for a certain amount of time to people to get let them try it. So I tried it and instantly hooked right because it is unlike like the the traditional tutorials that you you see online about various things these are tutorials that are a from people in the industry that are typically at the top of their game like you know serena williams teaches tennis or you know gordon some famous ramsay. gordon ramsay yeah on cooking or if you want to you know whatever the topic if there's a person at the typically if there's a person at the top of that game right now where there's directing or screenwriting or photography or some sport or mix, DJing or house music, all these things, they're in there. But the twist is they're made, they're, they're professionally produced and they're not just, hey, talking head in front of screen, I'm gonna teach you how to do A, B, and C, switch to screen share, teach you the thing, then back to talking head on the screen. These things are feel like they were shot with a professional film crew um, in locations that are not just a home office or something like that. It is like, uh, I forget who the, who the author was that I was watching, but he was in a bar and basically you're kind of sitting on the bar with him as he's explaining how he writes these books that go on to sell millions and millions of copies. Like what's his process? So imagine if I could sit down with Alistair and pick his brain about photography and we're at a bar somewhere in Scotland and he's just like, oh yeah, this is how I do it. And then I did this. Oh, by the way, don't ever do this because that screwed me and I lost three years. You know? <laughs> so it, it's, it's like that and it feels really good and it works on your, you know, obviously all your devices. And for me, that kind of content I like to view on Apple TV and there's an Apple TV app for it as well. So really really interesting choice just to kind of get like your brain thinking and juices flowing about certain things i'm in this i'm on this this cooking kick right now i want to learn how to cook so the gordon ramsay is mm. perfect for that right i want to learn how to cook different dishes and be better about the science of cooking versus just oh my mom told me to mix these things together and cook them at this time you know i want to understand more about how it all works Masterclass perfect for that and yep. perfect for the creative in your life because it'll tickle Absolutely. those other creative strings right I've, I've been fortunate to watch two Annie Lee Bullets, of course yes as yeah. a master class yep and the one I really really loved and it was the first one I got to see was uh, basic music production with Hans Zimmer it doesn't get much oh, better. Oh, I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Yeah. I watched the Dead in the Mouse studio one. with them. The Dead Mouse one, yeah, that's that's pretty mm -hmm. cool too. So, um, yeah, lots of cool things. So, some great gift ideas. A lot of physical things there. I'm going to sneak in a few more before you finish. Yeah, under, yeah, go for it. Under one little title, if you are struggling, and and and, and you know these these are a little bit um, a little bit um, obvious choices, but if you are struggling for a photographer and you don't know what to get them. Subscriptions are always a great idea. Um, and I can think of three brands that offer subscriptions that your photographer friends would love. Um, of course, I'm talking about Twip Pro. So you could get your, your loved ones, your photographer loved ones, your photographer friends, uh, Twip Pro membership. Of course, <laughs> there's Flickr Pro. And of course, there's Smug Mug. Uh, three brands mm -hmm. that 
Frederick and I represent, obviously, so we have a bit of a vested interest in mentioning those. Put my hands up to that. But subscriptions in general, whether it be our the brands that we work for or uh, Capture One, Lightroom, uh, these are you know items that cost money that you know your photographer friend would love uh, if if you dropped them a little uh, gift of a membership uh, for any of those uh, over the over the holiday season. Absolutely, that consideration. Easy easy yes. right i mean you can do that right now while you're watching this and get it done and not have to worry about it but yeah definitely yeah subscriptions like that or um education is always good right for for photographers education i the, the things that that get me i think are education uh things that are inspirational and things that are entertaining so education, yeah. inspiration, and entertainment. So those those three things that are tied to a specific genre. Like when I say entertainment in the photography world, I'm thinking like various podcasts, you know, which obviously are free, but even like masterclasses and entertaining. We should do a show on our favorite podcasts as well and just kind of kind of do a, a photography podcast roundup on a podcast and make it meta. But uh, yeah, yeah. So masterclass is the is the bomb. I think if you if you want to give a classy gift to someone in your life, whether they're creative or not creative, it, you can't. You just can't go wrong because it's consumable on all devices. Your Apple TV, like I said, your phone, your laptop, your computer, your tablet, whatever. You know, you can pick up and continue wherever you're wherever you happen to be. I tend to listen to them in the car sometimes and then come back and watch them because I'm driving. Right. So, yeah, really good. And it, it tickles that lifelong learner kind of bit of your brain where you're just kind of thirsty for learning new things and you want to try something new. Let them give you a kickstart. Try writing. Right. Have you, you ever written a novel or a short story? Go watch, you know, a famous author explain. I don't know if Stephen King's in there. He might be in there. But go watch a famous author and get some tips and lay it out and go to town and have fun with it. You never know. You might have that in you. Right. So. All right. So let's leave it right there, Alistair. Next week, like I said, the next the next one we do, we'll do it on um, gifts for the for. For photographers to give to non-photographers. So basically everything else, you know, that's uh, interesting. And I'm challenging Alistair. I'm going to challenge you to pick gifts. See how obscure we can get. Yes. Yeah. See how obscure, but let's keep it under, keep it under, I'm not even going to throw a number out there, but let's keep the price point reasonable. And let's, uh, yeah, let's go, let's go wild. Let's see if we can outdo each other on the wildness and of the gift but it has to be something plausible it can't be something that's just like a gag it has to be something that somebody might okay. actually want to buy and we'll see we'll see who wins <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks Frederick. yeah thank you thanks for doing this again um thanks for helping we'll me spend it. money oh my god i know this year my friend oh yeah it's it's crazy um yeah, and thank you for the shout out on on the Twip membership. I'll link over to that, and of course Flickr and SmugMug Pro. Be sure to check those out, and all the other things that we mentioned. They'll all be listed in the show notes for this episode. Go forth, purchase, be merry, make somebody happy this Christmas season, and we'll leave it right there. Alistair, I want to give you the final final word of the episode. So, what do you want to say before we kill it? Uh, tighten up all your sugarly stuff. <laughs> No, no, I gotta look that up. Did you say shiggly, shiggly, or shiggly? Shiggly. What is the word? Shiggly. 
<laughs> never heard that word. <laughs> I've never heard that word. Learn something new every day. Look at that. Shiggly. I'm going to use that in a sentence. I promise to use that in a sentence today, somehow. All right, cool. All right, thanks, Alistair. Have a good evening, and uh, we'll see you next yeah. time. Take care. This is Twitter.